When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast is proudly sponsored by The Terrace, the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandise. Check out their range of Forest merch by visiting theterracestore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. Today it was Nottingham Forest 2, Stoke City 2, but that only really tells half the story. In terms of team news, Forrest retained a three at the back system, but there was a change in the middle of the park as Ryan Yates was rested for Philip Zinkenagel to come in with uh, uh, James Garner obviously dropping back into the slightly deeper midfield berth. In a minute, we're going to hear from Baz, who's just uh, got his hands around a cup of tea to just uh, regain feeling in his extremities. Uh, so while he's doing that, let's hear from our special guest. Uh, ben is from the Stoke City podcast, the YYY Files, and here were his thoughts on the match. First of all, what a bloody game that was. Uh, if you're a neutral watching that, then fair play, you caught a great one. Um, and from both sets of fans' point of view, uh, I think both could probably say that a draw is a fair result. I'll start with the Stoke point of view, though. I think we can feel aggrieved to have lost in added time considering that we were a goal up and a man up and you know an outfield player in goal too I you know I I feel a bit hard done by in that sense but you know Joe Allen give the ball away on the edge of the air and we we couldn't keep out the free kick um from our point of view it, it just shows that we can match a team like Forrest who are in form and we may well be sniffing around the playoffs just like you are this season from a Forest point of view though that's what you guys care about right um Again, you matched up against a Stoke team that was banging form, really. And and again, you matched them. I, I thought in the first half, particularly, you were great on the counter-attack. You know, Stoke were, were, I wouldn't say playing like the home team, but certainly had a bit of possession and were getting caught on a break. Keenan Davis, I thought, did an absolute great job on us holding the ball up and releasing others into play. Uh, standout moment from that half, I think, was probably Brennan Johnson not chipping the goalkeeper um and and that really should have been one nil and the game might have been very different from there um he came off and sam surridge come on and despite perhaps playing a big part in the opening goal i thought you were less effective with him on and stoke got back into the game clearly um and considering we hit the post a couple of times it's a close shave and i think from your guys point of view some some great results in the last few weeks but you know, I think from your guys' point of view, it's it's about taking every game as it comes, not getting too complacent. If you guys want to make the playoffs, you know, you've been in a great run of form, but it can clear up at any time. And let's see. I think you'll be in and around there. Like I say, two great teams played there today. I think you've got the edge on us on momentum and, of course, the points difference as well. But play like that for the rest of the season and there's plenty poorer teams in this league than us. So I can see you plinking up picking up plenty of points for the rest of the season. Um, let's see whether it's uh, Stoke versus Forest at the end of the season. 
Okay, Baz, so we've heard what Ben thought about the match. Um, now, let's go through the match bit by bit, shall we? And then we can get your considered opinion. Um, in the first half, is it fair to say that, that Forrest were hanging on a bit at times? I mean, Stoke did hit the, hit the woodwork quite early on, yeah. although it sounded like a bit of a, bit of a freaky occurrence. Um, well, yeah, I'd say we, two things happened. So one, like you said, Ryan Yates was rested. I thought I was... When I heard the team news, I was like, right, so he's being rested. Why is it Yates that's, that's being, being taken out and, and whatever? Uh, we've had a lot of games very, very quick and we're only having one change. And is it Ryan Yates, really, that's yet here? Out of all the players, he's the one that seems to have the most energy. And during the game itself, one Stokes' tactics were basically to press us very, very high up the pitch. So we had no time on the ball whatsoever. And... We looked really, really tired. It was, it was like we we just couldn't get hold of the ball. We couldn't string two passes together. They wouldn't give us any time or space at all, and it paid dividends for them. Yes, yeah, you say they they hit the bar at least twice in the first half, and every time we tried to do anything, we basically got a yellow card for it. Mm, yeah, I think that there's a potential talking point, uh, uh, something that we will almost certainly be coming back to a little <laughs> bit later. Um, I guess Forrest's best chance was uh, when Brennan Johnson kind of put himself in a good position, um, tried to chip it. It didn't work out, did it? No. Um, yeah, he, he kind of basically hit it straight at the keeper. It was a nice attempt, uh, but it was one of the very few times. They, they doubled up on Brennan Johnson, obviously, mm-hmm. him being a big threat. And they managed to keep Jedward Spence completely out of the game as well. Mm. Do you think that Brennan made the wrong decision with his attempt at a finish, or was it the right thing to try? He just got it wrong. I think he got it wrong. It was, it yeah, it was the right thing to try. But again, it's symptomatic of everything we were trying wasn't working because we didn't really have enough energy in what we were doing. He didn't kick the ball hard enough to chip mm. it. Yeah, um, Stoke are a team who are in a good run of form, aren't they? And. Um, they are going through a rebuilding phase. I think it's fair to say that. Uh, Michael O'Neill's been in charge for a good couple of years now, and I think he's finally getting to the point of creating a team that befits what he wants to do, so we've had an injection of youth and everything. But tactically as well, I think tactically he's trying to uh, maximise the potential of his team. He is a tactician. So I think there's a theme, isn't there? The teams who've given us a game and also the ones who've beaten us if we're thinking about the Cardiff and Middlesbrough match in particular uh, matches in particular um, they defeated us by pressing high against us didn't they and putting us under pressure so we couldn't play it out from the back and so on yeah yeah um, uh, yeah denying us the time to, to get our, our momentum and our rhythm going and in particular denying well today it was denying Jed Spence any space on the ball whatsoever um, there, there was moments throughout the game where Max Lowe was stood in acres of space but it was the play was happening on the other side mm. so we couldn't get into it and then every time when things were happening on the right they were just swarming all over us and not giving us any time or space to do anything with it mm. um, and then as I say yeah every time we moved forward um, something would happen and we'd get a yellow card Keenan Davis especially <laughs> yeah okay well let's move on to the second half because it was nil nil at half time okay and in the second half um so the impression i got as somebody who wasn't at the game is that davis had played well but had a frustrating frustrating afternoon he got a yellow card and um 
But it was a tactical sub, I think, wasn't it, to bring on Surridge after 55 minutes? Um, I think, well, yes. I think the frustration and the... So, Davis's yellow card was deserved because he basically rugby tackled the guy. But he rugby tackled him because he'd had his legs taken out completely, like, a few minutes before. Um, and that was kind of what was happening throughout the game, was we were getting frustrated that they were doing stuff to us, and then we would retaliate, and then we'd get the yellow card for it. Um, so I think the tactical change was as much to take some of the sting out of Davis losing his rag mm-hmm. um, and the rest of the team losing their rags a bit. Okay. Um, but, and so that's, I think maybe it was probably a planned change, but not at 55 minutes. Okay, but it did pay off pretty quickly, didn't it? Because just a minute or so later, Surridge played a, a peach of a pass. Max Lowe found himself in acres yeah. of space, as you alluded to earlier. Talk us through it. It was uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Here. So uh, Surridge was sort of halfway into their half, right in the centre. Received the ball, looks up, plays this beautiful crossfield ball to pick out Lowe in space. Lowe then charges up the line and puts in a perfect cross because he obviously spotted Johnson making the run. One of the few times Johnson escaped his markers making the run at the far post and he again Johnson being in the right place at the right time which is the mark of a very good striker um, um puts it in but brilliant ball by Surridge and a, another fabulous cross by Max Lowe wasn't absolutely it? yeah 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 okay so do you think we deserve to be a goal up at that point I think yes yes and no I mean if I think out of the defenses ours was much much busier up to that point but you've got to take your chances. We made a really good chance and took it, whereas Stoke had made a couple of chances and hit the bar. So, mm. so yeah, we deserved it for that reason. OK, well, uh, Stoke did equalise. Yep. And it was Josh Madra who was, who was linked with a move to the city ground, uh, I think a loan move, and I think it was um, about a year ago, wasn't it? Mm. And uh, it turned out didn't work out due to medical issues. Now, there's... Other chances that came and went, and Bree Samba had to make some good saves. I think... Um, yeah. The lad from Villa with incredibly long names. So let me see if I can get this right. Um, Philogene Bedace, I believe his name is. Something and I can't like, remember yeah. what his first name is. is because Jaden? Yeah, Jaden Philogene Bedace, which isn't easy to say at the best of times. Um, but he looked like a threat and, and he brought good saves out of the yeah. keeper. I mean, yeah, Samba did some really, really good work. There was one bit where um, they, they put in, I think it was a corner and... I thought we'd got it clear and it somehow fell to that that, that lad. And, yeah. and and he put in and Samba did a proper reflex save to tip it past. Um but there was like three or four saves in very quick succession in that little spell then. Mm. Um importantly, one of those saves, Samba then went to get the ball to take the goal kick, and there was a Stoke player on the ground behind him. All right. Uh injured. Or something, mm-hmm. and another, yeah, this other Stoke player came and started interfering with the goal kick, and Samba had a right go at them. The keep the the referee gave it our way, mm-hmm. but Samba was proper yelling at the referee. All oh, right, so this is a, this is a, a pre pre incident yes. moment because I was about to say, as so often with Samba, you go from the sublime to the ridiculous. Now we know what the history is here. Over the last few weeks, we've seen things becoming ever him close. There's a fine line between genius and insanity. We've seen him move ever closer to the insanity element against Derby. Um, yes, he got that massive bump on the head 
and he had every right to be annoyed after that. But I mean, his his Liam Gallagher esque statuesque poses um, when Ravel Morrison was sent off <laughs> was a step too far. I think we all agree. Against Leicester, he got spooked by a pigeon and gave away a goal that could have proven costly, but his teammates kind of... I think he'd acknowledge his yeah. teammates got him out of jail. Um, today, there was that incident, and then this led to what is the big talking point well, for so the just, just before that, so I was looking at the, the bench and saying, right, what can we do to change this? Because it's 1-1, and actually this game could be in our grasp. We could get three points here. And looking at the bench, the only options we've got are Ryan Yates and Alex Mighton, really, to change this, turn this around. And lo and behold, Steve Cooper puts those two on. Yates to give us a bit of energy in the middle of the park and Mighton to, to play on the wings, obviously. And so crucially, we went to, crucially, formation-wise. Yeah, we went to four-two-three-one. Yeah. Um, then the Samba incident happened. So About two minutes later, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and crucially... Um, apart from trying to change formation and trying to change things up and then finding yourself on the back foot due to the incident, unusually, it meant that Steve Cooper had used all of his substitutions. Yep. He's usually quite sparing with his subs. And this time, we find ourselves in need of a substitution. But before we get on to that, talk us through the incident. Well, so, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention because it just looked like we've made the save and then everyone's going to run out. And then I look round and everyone's running out of our box and one of their players gets a bit too close to Samba as he's about to take the goal kick. So he just punches him in the back of the head. That's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. Now, others have said it was a shove, but there was a definite swing and the connection was with his head. Yeah, either way... If you swing your arm and you make any connection with the player's head, you know what's going to happen, don't yeah. you? And, and, yeah, so basically, I mean, as soon as he did it, everyone knew he was going off. Yeah, yeah, OK. Now, what was interesting there is um, Joe Worrell, just recovering from broken ribs, yeah. so obviously you go into one of the most physical positions on the park. Um, so he put on the goalie's jersey... A nice little detail which I've noticed is that he took off his captain's armband to put it on again over his goalie's jersey, <laughs> which I have to say, that, 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 that speaks to the little boy in me playing football on the park. I would have done exactly the same. Um, um, just, I just want to add, though, um, no one else has mentioned this, so I don't know if I imagined it or not, but I thought Scott McKenna volunteered to put on the shirt and Joe Worrell took it off him. Oh, yeah, oh, that's interesting because Steve Cooper and Ryan Yates in the post-match interviews... They were both asked, did you know Joe was going to go in goal? And both of them said, no. <laughs> and like, have you seen him playing goal in training? No. And so this is, again, that thing of like maybe the, the boyhood fan. Yeah. Putting, I mean, we saw Steve Chettle do it 20-odd years ago. <laughs> so, um, okay, now let's be honest. By the, I've not seen it, but by the sounds of it, even a world-class goalkeeper would have struggled to have saved Lewis Baker's well, penalty. Well, that's the other thing, actually. So we knew we knew immediately that Sambo was going to get sent off, but I hadn't realised it was a penalty. Well, because uh, he's it, lamped someone in the box. Therefore, well, well, I didn't know sense. it was in the box. Uh, I just saw the fist going. I didn't see where he was. And then suddenly it was like dawning on me, what if it was in the box? Oh, right, so it is a penalty. And, and in fairness, Ryan Yates said as well, <laughs> having just come on, he said, well, I kind of knew something had happened, but I didn't realise he was going to give a pen. Um, so Lewis Baker... Who yep. is, you know, he's he's a class player. He's, he's he's had a very odd career, but he's a class player. He can certainly strike a ball well, and he did. Didn't it did. He? It put, yeah, I mean, it was a hard shot. It was towards the edge of the goal. Um, yeah, a proper keeper wouldn't have been able to save it or would have been done very well to save it. So, yeah. Okay. Now, didn't. let me just put this to you. 
At 1-1 with 11 men and that tactical substitution, were you expecting Forrest to really push to try and win the match? Yes, I, I, was, I was thinking if we make the right subs, when I said about mm-hmm. Yates and Mighton, if we make the right subs, we've got three points here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then with two minutes to go plus stoppage time, the keeper sent off, so you've got, you know, it, it's that classic thing, isn't it? You get the defender sticking on the goalkeeper's shirt and you're thinking, oh God, they're going to bombard us and everything. Um, so at that moment, when Forrest were lining up to restart the match after going 2-1 down with two minutes to go, um, 10 men, were you thinking we're going to lose this? To be honest, I was thinking, isn't Samba a prick? <laughs> This is a else. conversation we've had many, many times. <laughs> yeah, I turned to the bloke next. I've, I think I've said this to us before in, in our little group as well before, but he's the Robbie Savage of goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but but yeah, I wasn't. I, I I didn't think we'd lost it, but I couldn't see how we'd salvage it either. Do you know? I I, I had the 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 idea this side won't give up, mm-hmm. but not giving up and getting something out of the game are, are two different things. It's a recurring theme, though, isn't it, this season? Um, team don't give up and they keep going. And crucially, it took all of about two minutes to get back into it. Yeah, yeah. So what happened? So uh, one of their players gives away a foul um, sort of just outside. To great box. cheers from the uh, well, yes. home fans. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was quite unusual for them to, for us to win a, a free kick like that. Um, Jimmy Garner steps up, places it across, high-lofted cross over the box. Um Maybe McKenna, one of our players, gets ahead to it, mm-hmm. knocks it down to Yates, who who bundles it in, and it is it's a proper like. Did it hit? Did it hit the woodwork on the on the way back to McKenna? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So gone. We know he takes a good free kick. Thank heavens for that. And then uh, yeah, and and fortunately to make a change, Ryan Yates in the box actually. <laughs> well, and, actually, there's a few a, a few other points. So they not the referee announced seven minutes of stoppage time. Mm-hmm. Which, um, as he announced it, it was like, oh God, we're going to get with Joe Worrell in goal. That's it. We're, we're going to lose four four or five here. Mm-hmm. Um, then, obviously, Yates bundles the ball in. And we're like, actually, we've got a chance to get the three points again. <laughs> then this lad walks on, runs onto the pitch, um, goes up. I think he hugs Jed Spence. Right, so someone from the crowd, bearing in mind what we saw just a week ago, yeah, yeah. someone in the crowd thought, you know what I'm going to do, and there'll be no consequence whatsoever, I'm going to run onto the pitch and approach the players. All I'll say to that is cocaine is a very powerful drug. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he he basically, and for for our older listeners, imagine the Benny Hill music. Because <laughs> he basically ran the stewards ragged. So at the very start of his little escapade, he was doing it to cheers. And then after about a minute, it turned to booze because mm. suddenly we realised that either this is going to add tons and tons of injury time onto the end of it, meaning we're going to lose that this, this point we've just got, or it's going to eat into all our injury time. So we're not going to have a chance to do anything. Mm. And as it turns out, I th- as far as I could tell, the referee blew after four minutes anyway. <laughs> so it ended 2 all. Just briefly, actually, would you have took that before the match against a Stoke team like this? I'll take no. that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> no, only because we're at home. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay, but you definitely would have took it given the circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a few talk. We've already discussed that Forrest looked tired and Steve Cooper said, yeah, three games in a week, they look tired. 
Um, now, what I'd like to talk about is that Brennan came closest in the first half. He got the goal. He had basically that chance and he took it well. Do you think that with him and Davis and Surridge, actually, we're not missing grabbing as much as we feared, are we? No, I think um, it's the first time I've seen Surridge and I was quite impressed, obviously, the, the move he did for the goal. But also, he's like, um, to be honest, he reminded me a bit of Lyle Taylor. <laughs> he's all like um, arms and legs flailing about in the box but he could also a... remind me of Gareth Taylor to be <laughs> yeah. honest but uh, yeah and because he's so big I think it's it's people don't know how to handle him and what to do about him so mm -hmm. I think and he's quite mobile as well which is probably unlike Lyle Taylor um so I, I think he's a very good addition to the squad so I think yeah with those those three we yeah it's not like we're under Lamushi where we relied on grabbing as our only outlet. We've got we've got options there now. Mm, yeah, and and it seems as though Brennan is kind of he's realizing that he has to step up as well as the finisher because he's the one now who's getting into the six yard box. Or, I mean, he's always made those late runs, but but now he's he he played most of the season almost as a as a, as a winger. But with the formation where you have Zinchenagel as a kind of a number ten or maybe even a false nine, and then you've got Davis and Johnson. With Graben being out, it means that uh, I think Brennan is coming inside a bit more, don't you think? It's it's almost the the old fashioned big man little man combination, mm -hmm. where where yeah we've got we've got a big guy who sort of holds the ball up or makes the space, and then Johnson runs into it. Just a very brief word about Keenan Davis. I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, maybe in our next monthly pop podcast, but um, in our WhatsApp group we were saying as well that actually. We'd made jokes about Deli Adebola. Actually, Keenan Davis could actually be a bit more like Kevin Campbell, yeah, couldn't he? In Kevin terms of Campbell. strength, pace, the ability to finish. And technique with, with his feet. Um, mm -hmm. He looks a bit ungainly, whereas Kevin Campbell never did. Kevin Campbell looked really, really skillful, but, but he gets the same results. He can knock the ball between both his feet when he's under pressure mm -hmm. and then come out with it at the end of it. Yeah, cool. All right, so um, just to finish off with... Let's. We've alluded to it a few times. Let's talk about the referee. Um, what I would say is that in our WhatsApp group, Adam and Tom have both said the referee was absolutely dying to give a red card. Now, Samba didn't give him any choice, but the referee was dying to send someone off. Um, Tom was saying he, he booked two of our players before he even spoke to any of theirs. There was a statistic in there about the number of cards that, uh, that, the, um, that the referee's given. He gives out more cards on paper chase. So um, let's just talk about this. And did it influence the outcome? Um, the way he doled out cards was unfair to us. It seemed like they could do what they wanted. And any time we did anything, we got a card for it. Mm. And I don't know why that was, whether it was... Maybe Davis, being a big physical lad, has a bit of a reputation. Maybe Johnson, because he gets knocked over all the time he has a bit of a reputation maybe Colback because he's ginger has a reputation all these things probably add up and for some reason they like one of their players took both Davis's legs out and and got nothing for it and then that's what led to Davis's mm. yellow cards afterwards so okay again for all the listeners this seems to me to have 
in this particular game seems to have shades of all of those matches in the early 90s when opponents would kick Nigel Clough off, off the park and then when someone else kind of put a reducer in, they'd get a booking. Yeah, yeah. and I think part of, part of it was Stoke played for it. Mm-hmm. As I said, they played this really, really high press. They played a very, very tight marking on us as soon as we got the ball. And I think we got frustrated with it. So, I mean, arguably, I think none of the bookings necessarily could you could complain about. They, they were all possibly bookings. Like, you wouldn't be surprised if they'd been given. But the, the frustrating thing was Stoke were doing the same things to us and they, were, they weren't even getting free kicks for it. So, again, it's not about competence, it's about consistency. Yeah. Okay. And um, the other thing that comes to my mind, and I think... Um, I believe that Steve Hodge might have talked about this on the radio as well. Steve Cooper's dad was a top-class referee. So I think that Cooper has done a good job of getting Forrest playing more streetwise in terms of doing tactical fouls and so on. Um, you know, we're not pushovers in that sense. But I also suspect that he's very much aware from his dad of knowing how difficult a job referees have. And therefore, I suspect that he's going to be as close as anyone to the old Brian Clough mantra of... You respect the referee, you don't give them trouble. Well, you see, I thought there, there were times earlier in the season where I thought he was running quite quite close to the wind, is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. With with some of his comments about referees. Remember when Johnson was getting his legs taken out in yeah. the penalty box and stuff like that? And, and he was rightly complaining about it, but I was quite surprised he was complaining about it in that way. And well, he was, in, he was and complaining about it, he was giving politicians answers once he said, if I say anything about referees, I'm going to get in trouble. So yeah, but but now he's not, he's deliberately not. I think he's he's changed his tactic a little bit. There, he's not talking about it. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to the fact that yeah, the quality of refereeing in the championship isn't as high as we'd like it to be. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Well, thank you very much to Baz for your views here. Thank you very much to Ben from the Stoke podcast, the YYY Files. And thank you to you, listener, for joining us today. Uh, We just have a last word for Brees Samba. You dozy little twonk, Rodney. Podcast Network.